Hey everyone, I'm Andrea Ferretti, and this is episode 177 of Yoga Land. Today I have two guests. They are a mother and son team. The mom is Sahel Amvarinajad, and the son is Tabay Atkins. Tabay is 14 years old, and I learned about him when he sent an email to our support email, which I get first asking if he could do the advanced teacher training with Jason. So he has his 200-hour certification, and he has several other specific certifications for teaching teens and young kids, young kids with autism. But he wanted to get the advanced certificate and wanted to make sure we could work out a payment option for him and, and that it was okay that he was so young. He got his first certification when he was 10 years old. He discovered yoga when he was about six years old at the same time that his mom discovered it. She'll tell that story at the top of the episode. She was recovering from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer treatment, and the rest, as they say, is history. For the past few years that Tabay has been teaching, he's been donating all of the proceeds to SavingSophie.org, a charity that helps caregivers find resources when their loved ones are diagnosed with cancer. So Jason and I engaged with Tabay a little bit, and I started to follow him on Instagram. And geez, this kid has a good vibe. He's just a unique little human. And I thought it would be fun and a feel-good story to feature him and to talk about why he's passionate about yoga and teaching. He's also passionate about vegan cooking, and he started a little online subscription program where you can subscribe and take his classes and learn how to cook and prepare vegan meals. So here we are, you guys. This is one of the voices of our future Tabay Atkins and his mom, Sahel Anvarinashad. So I would just love to start with, I know that you've told the story a lot. I know you've been out in the world a lot, but it's a very moving story of how, Sahal, how you discovered yoga and then how in turn Tabay discovered yoga. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I had never done yoga before. Um, I had cancer. I always had this image in my mind. You know, I didn't know what yoga was, but I just thought you just sit in a room, you know, with your eyes closed doing nothing. And so (laughs) when friends suggest, oh, let's go to yoga class, I'm like, I would laugh and I'd be like, no, I'm going to go to Pilates and get a workout or go to the gym. And so in my mind, I just, again, I had that wrong image of what yoga is. So fast forward, I had cancer and then there was a mutual like acquaintance, someone who, uh, who later became my yoga teacher train, uh, my a teacher for my 200 hour vinyasa training. What? Yeah. I had never met her before and we knew mutual people and her mom had just passed away from cancer and her sister was going through it. So she was just trying to reach out to me for support. And, you know, just sending me messages saying, hey, you know, I don't know you, but I know what you're going through. I'm going through it with my family and I'm sending you, you know, love and good energy. And I didn't even know she was a yoga teacher. I just knew it was someone who had a family member who had cancer and who had another family member who passed. You know, I never had her come visit me just because I didn't want even my friends to come visit me because I was, you know, so sad and scared and just didn't want any more visitors. And then once I had come, I I became cancer free. I wasn't even two weeks cancer free, I think. And I thought, you know, this lady was so nice reaching out to me and not even saying, Hey, I want to meet you. She's just like, Hey, if you need me, I'm here. I can come see you, whatever you want. 
So I said, you know, let me see if she wants to meet for like a tea or juice or just something, you know. Mm -hmm. And the day that I text her that I could meet, uh, she said, yes, I'm, you know, I work at this gym. I'm going to be getting off at this time. So sure, no problem. So I got a ride there. And again, fresh from chemo, no hair, no eyelashes, no eyebrows and very weak, barely walk on my own, actually. So I needed help. And I walk into this, the front of this gym inside, and it's her sitting there with about eight other people. And they had these big books in their hand. And so they had, they were starting a 200 hour teacher training. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I, you know, totally had chemo brain. I thought we were meeting right now. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, and I was like trying to rush out. I felt embarrassed. She goes, no. She's like, for months, I've been trying to meet you. For months, I've been trying to get your attention and to visit you and see you. And this is the day and the time that you chose to meet me. She's like, this, you're meant to be here. I feel like you this is not an accident. I have I have chills every time I say this story just because it's crazy. Like all the months that she was trying to come visit me in the hospital, I was just like, yeah, yeah, no, but thanks, right? I don't even think I responded to her more than one time, but to walk in and it was 20 minutes before they were like, people were still coming in just to start this training. And I had never done yoga in my life. And I didn't know, I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. I, mean, I thought it was. And they all looked at me like not normal. Like I was a normal, you know, little past my scars and my baldness and, you know, yeah. my physical, just not being able to walk on my own. And she was like, please just have a seat, take a manual. I really believe everything happens for a reason. And this is, you are supposed to be here. And everybody said the same thing. They just welcomed me. And that is how I got into, I did, I went from not even going to a first yoga class. I went into straight to a 200 hour teacher training. Did you do and the whole training? I did the whole training. Oh my gosh, wow. It was really hard at first because, of course, I couldn't bend my knees. I couldn't really straighten it too long. I couldn't sit easily. So, you know, like they're easy poses. And that was just, that was from the results of the chemo that you felt that yeah. much pain. Yeah. Wow. Um, and Tabay was there the whole time, just kind of by my side, you oh. know, helping me get pillows and blankets, whatever I needed. And everybody helped me like walking up the stairs if we had to. And then it was my teacher training. I think it was in about two and a half months because it was like a few days a week. First, I was kind of memorizing. Okay. I was like, and today was practicing with me because it was like, today, okay, down dog, like what's child's pose? And like, I didn't know anything. And so I was just trying to be, you know, it, it was a foreign language to me that I was learning. And then um, I got stronger. I got, I felt lighter and I don't mean weight wise, but that too, but mm-hmm. I just, felt like I had a ton of bricks lifted from my shoulders and I could take like a full deep breath for the first time in years, even before cancer. Mm. And it just changed my life really. Mm. And uh, the experience. And as soon as I had completed it, I, I started to get it like the last couple of weeks. I was like, Oh, okay. Now I understand this. I understand all these things. And I embraced it and I, I did so well. And when we got in the car, I remember today, that's how it started. He was like, well, I want to be a yoga teacher so I can help heal people just because he saw how much it helped heal me. But I'll have him tell you that story. But from that moment, I thought, why did I not have yoga in my life as a child? Yeah. You know, there's so many studios for adults and there's so many adults saying, how you know, how it's helping them in every which way. But why would it not help kids? So. Mm-hmm. I went on and got certificates for teaching kids 
yoga. I mean, I've got 16 different certificates, actually, every every kind of training you can imagine. And then I opened up the first kids yoga studio in Orange County. And I started volunteering at two-based schools. And I started doing, I'm also a chef, so I would incorporate, I would do like cooking yoga camps. Oh, and fun. Anyway, so that is my story. And that's how I got into yoga. So how does your current studio in Southern yeah. California, is it a kids yoga studio or is it? I specialize in kids. Like that is my thing. I, I have other certificates, but my passion is kids. Oh, yeah. It's a kids yoga studio, but we do adult private classes. And Tibet does his donation vinyasa classes as well. Right. So of course, adults are welcome and they, we have classes for them too, but it's all about kids and teens. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Tabay, when your mom was doing this training, when she was coming out of cancer treatment and you were by her side, you were six years old. Is that right? Yeah, so I was six years old. Yeah. So what was that experience like for you to see your mom go from being, you know, in so much pain and then to go through the training and to, to feel better? I mean, it, obviously, it's shaped the path of your life. But what did it feel like for you to go through that? So I was with her the whole time she was doing the training. And part of the time I was helping her, part of the time I was doing some of the things that they were learning. And I was noticing from the beginning of the training towards the end, at the beginning she was very still uh, sad and a bit mm -hmm. and stressed and scared and weak because of the effects of chemotherapy. And I noticed from there all the way to the end of the training, that she gradually kept on getting stronger and healthier and happier. And at the end of the training, I noticed that the things that used to stress her out didn't matter to her anymore. And what she finally understood what yoga was and what yoga means, it made me want to help people mm -hmm. because I saw right in front of me how yoga was helping my mom. Yeah, yeah. So how did you start to do that? How did you start to do yoga and start teaching? Well, my mom and I went around the country taking different yoga trainings. And the first certificate I got, I was seven years old. And we were going around doing different trainings. And my mom was teaching the classes and doing the yoga cooking summer camp. And I was helping her in the, uh, as she was teaching. But it wasn't until I was 10 years old that I got my 200-hour certification. And it was actually because I just finished fifth grade and it was summer break. And we were going to travel to Europe, to places that I haven't been before. But at that same time, there was a 200-hour vinyasa teacher training that was going. And I, my mom said that you can, go, you can do this training or you can travel to Europe. And without even hesitating, I chose the training mm. because I knew how important this was to me. Mm. Yeah. My mom's training was in two and a half months, but my training was more intense as it was in 16 days. Oh my gosh. Wow. 200 hour training. Yeah, it was crazy. So I was getting a lot of information. And then once I was certified, then I started teaching my own classes. So I was doing donation-based classes at my mom's studio. So my mom was saying, was asking me what I wanted to do with the money that I made. 
and she thought I wanted to spend it on toys or Legos. But I told her that I wanted to give it to helping people who have cancer. Yeah. That's how our story started. And since we're so connected to that, we I decided that I wanted to the reason I wanted to become a yoga teacher is to help more people. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wanted to give my money to helping people who have cancer. Today, so, do you uh, think of yourself as an empath? Do you know what that means? I don't. So an empath is someone who just is very sensitive and can really relate to and even perhaps feel another person's pain. Usually empaths want to be helpers in some way, or they want to be, you know, they want to help other people come out of pain. You just seem very, very wise beyond your years and very poised. You were a very unique young person. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So you are now, are you 14 or 15? 14. 14. And when I spoke to you both last week, you told me that you graduated, you just graduated from high school. I did. I just graduated the day before Thanksgiving with a 4.0 GPA and all A's and A pluses. Yeah. I graduated three and a half years early. That's a big decision to do that. Why kind of did you want to finish early? Why not give yourself a little more time and space? I wanted to finish school early because I wanted to get school out of the way so I could focus mainly on my career and helping people and sharing my mission. I was homeschooled and my homeschool's working was that I you go at his yeah, own I could go at my own pace. Right, right, right. So whenever I was uh, having a class or uh, making an appearance, I could do a lot of work before that so that I would be ahead once after I finished whatever I was doing. So I was doing an entire school year in one semester. So I was going double the speed. Mm Mm-hmm. By the end of each school year, I've done two school years of work. Mm -hmm. That is how I graduated so early. Yeah. For some families, homeschooling works incredibly well. It's I think it's such a great option if if it works well for your family. Tabe, what is it like for you teaching kids your own age versus teaching adults? Is it the same? Or do you feel like you relate differently to people your own age versus adults? I relate to all ages and I want to help as many people as I can and share my passion for yoga to people of all ages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really good with actually both. Like I see him teaching the kids classes too and and the kids just adore him and they love him and they listen to him so well. But at the same time, like with the adults, they're just in awe of his classes. And it's like he could teach a kid's class at nine o'clock and then teach an adult class at 10 o'clock. And the transition, I mean, he just, it's like, just flows so nice. And you two are like basically inseparable. You're, you must be so close. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Oh. That's so nice. <laughs> it's nice to be able to have your job be like where we could work together. And, you know, we do yoga together. We cook together. We travel together. Uh, I mean, it's just the two of us anyway. So I'm a single mom and I've raised today and we're very close with my family. Yeah. And it was hard being in the hospital and away from him for so long. And 
not being able to have him come for more than one or two visits, maybe three if they snuck him in just because of all the germs and, you know, that they could have. And I was, my immune system was just so bad, but it was like, we definitely made up for lost time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Tabay, was that a scary time for you when your mom was going through that? Or were you too young to really kind of wrap your head around what was going on? I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. At the beginning of what was happening, I didn't know yet, or I, I didn't really realize. Yeah. I was just saying, oh, why can't I see my mom? I didn't really understand what was happening. And all my mom's hair was gone. And uh, she used to have hair that went all the way below her butt. Oh, sure. wow. And all her hair was lost because of the chemotherapy. Day. On Mother's Day, I came and surprised her and shaved my hair to support her. Oh, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. and faster than mine. Uh-huh. Yeah, now you have your beautiful signature hair. It's, yeah. it's like your identifier, your big, beautiful yeah. hair. <laughs> so here we are now. You've graduated from high school. You've been teaching for several years. Yeah. Are you going to continue to teach donation base. And, you know, we got to know each other because you reached out to Jason to do one of his advanced modules. I I don't know if you're going to do the whole thing or, you know, there's, you could do one module at a time. So that's how we got connected. What was it that brought you to reach out to Jason specifically? Like what, what are you hoping for in the next phase of your learning and growth? I'm really excited to take his training and I think he's an amazing yoga teacher And I want to learn how to better myself as a teacher through his training. And I think he'll help me with that. Yeah, yeah. So what part of yoga do you like the most? I like all of it. I like how it uh, helps connect your mind, body, and spirit. I like how I get to have practice yoga and uh, teach yoga at the same time, helping so many people yeah. and sharing love, peace, and non-judgment. I think that's a very important part of yoga. Yeah. Do you find that kids your own age have been supportive of you? Or do you ever feel like they don't totally understand where you're at? At first, they didn't understand. But I think now they're a lot more uh, supportive and, and understand it. And I remember at the beginning, before I was homeschooled, I was teaching a, a yoga class for my for all of the PE in middle school. Yeah, in middle school. Okay. Okay. And uh, some of the boys were saying, "Oh, I, I yoga's for girls. I don't want to do this." Yeah. Yeah. When I, all the people who did, who did decide to join, one after the class, they were telling all their friends, "Oh, you missed out so much. It was such a great class." Oh, good, good. That's really great. That's a and pretty I quick think- transformation. Yeah, I think that I inspire not just adults, but also kids. And they love taking my class. And at first, before they didn't know about yoga, but now they really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're excited to have you at the training. I think it's really going to add so much to have. I'm so excited to be there. A young person. Yeah. And Sahel, it'll be nice to have you there, too. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Super excited for him. I don't know if I told you, but I met Jason at my very first yoga journal conference in San Francisco. It was right when I got certified. And I was so nervous and I was so intimidated. It was the first class that I had ever gone to, you Mm -hmm. know, 
big, huge room, one of the ballrooms in the hotel. And I was so nervous. And I remember just being kind of in the back row and I left that class and I called to me and I was like, oh my gosh, I had to have the best experience with the best teacher. <laughs> and I went downstairs to where you registered for the classes. Like, is there any more classes by Jason Candle? I want to go to all those classes. <laughs> and actually when Tobey reached out to him at that same day, he found a picture that I took with him after the training. And oh. I was, it that was another kind of big moment for me because to experience something a first class outside of my training, because that was my only experience of yoga. You know, I'd never taken any class before. And he was the first class that I actually took. And it was really exciting. And for Tibay to be, to have this connection and Tibay to do these modules with him, these, this advanced teacher training, it's going to be so nice and special to see. Yeah, I'm so interested to see, Tibay, how you feel after the training and just kind of like, just how you grow, just how you feel that you grow from it. I'm excited for you. I really am. Yeah, yeah. we should do a follow-up interview. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. You're also, both of you are very interested in vegan cooking. So I'd love to talk about that for a little bit. And just wondering how you became vegan. That's a big commitment. During the month of August in 2017, we were considering going vegan, but we didn't start until, I didn't become vegan until August, I think 30th or August 27th, 2017. Mm -hmm. And it was, we were in New York for the Harry Connick Jr. show. And when we flew back, I ate this cheese platter and pasta with chicken, and it made me feel like there was a rock in my stomach. Hmm. And that's when I decided to become vegan. And then the next morning, once we were back in California, my mom and I watched the documentary, What the Health? And that's what made my mom go vegan. And since then, we've been learning more and more about veganism. Mm-hmm. And I think it has made a huge impact on our lives. That's been really huge too. I mean, so many changes just from that moment of, you know, I went vegan for, you know, at first was just my health. You know, I was like, okay, I, I don't want to get sick again. And this is what I'm going to do. And then after that, it became like, oh my gosh, I started getting like so sensitive with the animals and, you know, just mm-hmm. feeling being like, oh my gosh, what, what were we doing? Right. And then I, you know, I would tell my family, like, you guys got to go vegan. And, and we wouldn't push anyone, but you know, we would just share how incredible it was. And then we were in Hawaii before we had actually moved there. We in 2018, I don't remember, I think, oh no, it was 2017, I think. Okay. I don't remember what year it was a couple of years ago. We were there and I went into the store to get like a friendship, leather friendship bracelets for today and his manager and I was like, oh my, I walked out of the store and I was like, I just stopped myself and I just had this, I guess, aha moment. Mm-hmm. I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm, you know, telling everyone like you should be vegan and, you know, animals and your health. And then yet I'm, my clothes and my handbags and my shoes, they're all, you know, they're leather. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, I stopped buying anything. I actually went right back into the store and I returned it. 
And then I just said, I'm not, I'm not going to do that anymore. And to me, that was a huge thing just because growing up since I was 14 years old, my parents, that's just what they bought us, you know, like if it was, you know, name brand and, you know, very expensive for things. Now I think we're just, it's just not nonsense, but pretty (laughs) much like just what not worth it. Like growing up, I thought just like, you know, you got to have milk, you got to have your meat, you got to have this. And it was a kind of the same thing. Like you got to wear this, you got to have that. And it was kind of like all these things that you are programmed to feel and believe because of our environment and what's around us. And I've gotten to a point and for me, it was the biggest change for me because uh, now I'm trying to get rid of all the stuff that I have. I'm not going to use it because I have it because I bought it. Just not only won't, I won't buy it. I don't want to support that. But at the same time, I'm at a place in my life where it's not who I am not either. Like I don't, yeah, I just don't need anything. I'm very simple. Like I just, simplicity to me is everything. And that was a big, big change for me because I was always that person. And now it's just kind of like you, you, if you don't see me in flip flops or sneakers, it's like, oh my gosh, like, (laughs) you know. People are shocked when they see me like, are you kidding me? You know, and I used to like take 20 suitcases for just for, just for one suitcase was just shoes. And then even for like a five day trip. Yeah. Even for a five day trip, it was a full thing of shoes. My whole room would be just shoes. And now it's like, I wear flip flops and my sneakers and that's it. And it's, it's just, my parents are just like, who are you now? So, yeah. you know, you just keep on evolving and growing. And, but to me, that was like another really I'm, I'm proud of I'm proud of myself for sure on that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like liberation. It's yeah. embodying liberation. You're just it's a lot when you care that much about material goods and like yeah. I can relate. I mean, and I go in and out of that, I think, but it does st- sort of weigh you down literally and emotionally and energetically and it is sort of it's very liberating to just focus on the simplicity and the essence of the things that you that you need to sort of to su- survive. And to me, it's interesting, like hearing you tell that story of eating that meal and just feeling like a rock in your stomach. You know, one of the things that yoga does for us is it just it just increases our sensitivity to so many things and our ability to proprioceptive and like to feel our bodies and what's happening. And it sounds like you just really that that really happened for you in that moment that you just knew for you that that wasn't going to work anymore. Also, before I was vegan, I used to have such bad stomach aches like most days of the week nauseous and have really bad stomach pain and once I was vegan that all stopped so it seems that I've been getting these different signs to tell me to go vegan for so long Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. now that once I became vegan all of it was gone because he would tell me that and I would be like eat your chicken like I don't care and nothing else on your plate but you've got to have your chicken you know and then I just I just thought uh, eat some yogurt and rice that will make your stomach yes yes and you know Mm -hmm. because you know, my, my parents are like, if you're sick, you got to have yogurt. You got to have, you got to drink your milk. You know, warm milk is really good for your stomach. Yeah. And, you know, again, this is what I knew. So I thought, and then when my vegan friends would say no, Sahel, like you guys are hurting each other. And I, I would literally like, okay, you guys don't talk. And I was like, they cover your ears. Don't listen to them because they don't know what they're talking about. I know because your grandparents aren't going to lie to me, you know, <laughs> And it's just, we just now it's like it's just 
physical proof how much better we feel mm-hmm, and how mm-hmm. we are. And he's gotten bigger and stronger, actually, because my parents are like, oh, my God, you're crazy. He's so thin. Especially and he, Yeah, especially my brother. Yeah, he would be like, oh, my God, he needs to eat more. He needs to put on some weight. And give now, him a steak. Yeah, he was like, give him a steak. He needs <laughs> And now he actually eats a lot more. All of our tests, like nothing, we're not lacking on anything. And he's gotten so much bigger and stronger. For, so, you know, people just, it's like, I feel like they just tell you, like, you need this to be stronger. You need this to be healthy. We've been researching and researching and physically ourselves, just what we felt before and how we are now, our clients who have turned vegan, that, you know, we talk to everyone that has made this transition and the difference in their bodies and their sleep and then they're, you know, they're not getting sick all the time now. Um, it, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, all of them at the beginning were like, I can't be vegan. Um, I, my kids are picky eaters. Oh my gosh. All my girlfriends were like, oh, that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. It was like, you're buying the food. Try it if you want to. And then it's like, they'll call me crying. Like, I don't know how, like, I didn't think about this, but we were the same way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, do not talk about veganism in front of today. Don't. Mm-hmm. I, don't I don't want them to not eat this food. I really was worried. Like I thought, you know, you guys are going to, you guys are going to make him not eat anything, you know, because if you, it's going to scare him. So I wouldn't even allow anyone to talk about it. And then he just was like, mom, I just, you know, this is just not working for me. Like, I don't feel good. And then that last straw was, he's like, mom, I'm going vegan. Yeah. You're, are you in or in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate how open you are about it because we spoke before about how I'm the same way with Sophia. Like she's so thin and She's, I mean, literally from the minute she was born, the doctor was like, oh, she's really thin baby. And her BMI has always been really low. And her favorite, right now, her favorite thing to eat is meat. Like she just, she eats, it's the thing she like finishes first on her plate. It's the thing she likes, you know, she enjoys the most. And so I'm not going to change that right now. But if she prompted it, I would certainly change it. I would be very comfortable changing it. And it's good to know that as a kid with a similar body type to Bay, that like you feel nourished and obviously growing and all of those good things. It's really actually good to hear that as a mom. It was at first not hard, but not really easy to become vegan when we did. But right now it's it's so easy because there's so many plant-based options, non-vegan food. So once those came out, we started trying those and we were, we had to read the package sometimes saying, wait, is this really vegan? Yeah. Cause it was, too, I, I did that a couple of times. But now we, we make our own vegan meat, our own vegan cheese. So how the other question I have, like as a breast cancer survivor, I, uh, I know you didn't have breast cancer, but is I have to really watch my soy intake. That's just one concern I have. Are many of those products still made from soy or are they doing more like pea protein and different types of proteins? Some of them are made with soy, but I don't think soy is actually the problem. And it's actually uh, dairy is the number one cause of breast cancer. What is in soy that is not the cause? Well, so the, the all of the studies on soy and breast cancer they contradict each other. So it's inconclusive at this point. So what they just say is that if you are a survivor to just 
eat it in moderation, that it's not necessarily bad, but you also don't want to overdo it because it's a it's a plant-based estrogen. So a soy contains phytoestrogen, yeah. which blocks estrogen from coming into the body. Yeah. So, but again, like if you look at, I've spoken to cancer nutritionists, like who this is their whole life's work is to look at, you know, all of the peer reviewed studies. So some of the studies come that there's no problem with soy. And then some of the studies contradict those studies. So it's at this point, the common belief is that it's just inconclusive. So it's sort of like with breast cancer, better safe than sorry with in terms of soy. Is yeah. my, my understanding. Everything is good in moderation. Yeah. But a lot of the things, some of them are made with soy, but a lot of it is not soy, like pea protein and lentils. And there's a lot of soy-free options of vegan food, like there's, uh, soy-free butter, soy-free burger patties. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. I didn't well, even know that. He's, <laughs> he's the right person to talk to. <laughs> I didn't know all that, but like, what the help is when we, I think that was the documentary that was telling us the number one cause of cancer, uh, right? Yeah. It, it was, yeah. Was there, and then you see all these different. Um, it was uh, Susan G. Coleman, I think, that's, uh, that's sponsored by Yopla. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And it, there's so much information there. And it's like, you want to be like, oh my God, there's no way that they're going to put this in front of us if they know it has, you know, it's going to cause cancer. But, you know, they're getting billions and billions of dollars. And, and the meat and dairy industry is a, a trillion dollar company. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so many people that are getting cancer. And in my mind, I mean, again, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm just going based on the research and then thinking about it. Like the one thing we all have in common is food, you know? Mm-hmm. And we, yeah, we're all eating and a lot of it is the same thing, but, and it's not just cancer, it's diabetes, it's heart disease. It's, there's so many different things, but I mean, there's obviously other factors to stress and environment where you live. And there's so many different things that people can, can say, but like even my, I think it was my oncologist who told us, or I don't know if we heard, but like doctors, like he even told me, he's like, I I have no idea. Like whatever you're doing is working for you. (laughs) And doctors in their training in the school, they get seven hours of learning nutrition every few years. I know they don't. Yeah, it's so, really. I mean, that's not their, they just don't know. So right. for them, they they know how to treat the disease, not prevent. Yes. Well, I'm I'm glad that you know you're doing your thing and that it that it's working for you and you're you're raising awareness. I mean, even if people reduced their meat intake, you know, especially their red meat intake, it would help the environment, you know, it help with CO2 okay. emissions. So it's, it's all good. And I appreciate, I appreciate your perspective. And I also, I have a website where I teach people how to make vegan food from all over the world. Uh, I try to make it as uh, easy as possible and show people how easy it is to eat vegan Persian food, uh, Indian food, Yum. Greek food. Awesome. Yeah. Also, I have uh, yoga classes and cooking classes on the website. Good for you. Good for you. And that's at tobayatkins.com. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it was great talking to you and we will meet you really soon. I can't wait to meet you. <laughs> likewise. Likewise. Yeah, I'm going to have to bring you some mushroom related meat. <laughs> yes. You know, I love mushrooms. <laughs> I love that you, 
<laughs> you, you remember that. It's so sweet. So yeah. sweet. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, it was so great talking to you and can't wait to meet you. You too. Okay. Have a great Have day. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening. I'll post show notes at yogalandpodcast.com slash episode 177. And if you enjoy the podcast, I always appreciate if you leave five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes or share the podcast with friends or share it on social media. Until next week, enjoy your practice.